Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into the cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. I'm Connor Swam, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, CEO at Finn, and I am joined once again by the wonderful Jimmy Hatzel, CEO and co-founder of Hats AI. Jimmy, how are you? Doing great. Got my fishing gear, forgot my fishing hat. Got to put that on, but happy to be out in the boat, Connor. I would have loved to have one of those wide, you know, circle brimmed, have the fishing hats with the fishing vest and put all the tackle inside those little pockets. Some lures coming off. Yeah. yeah some hooks yeah. Like on your head. What are you doing? I'm fishing. I'm fishing. <laughs> so we've talked about a few things that have escaped me up until now, which is what is actual AI? What are the implications going to be? What's AI security? What's the future look like? How will this impact the industry moving to the MSP industry specifically moving forward? And we, Talked about it a tiny bit on the last episode. So folks, if you're listening and you want to get some context, I would go back and listen to that episode. But we talked about how is this transition to AI as a service, AI managed services, whatever you'd like to use there, different from past mega trends like transitioning to cloud, transitioning into providing security services, or just flat out away from break fix uh, into managed services to begin with. How is it different? I said it in the last episode, I'll say it again. It's a it's a show don't tell. So you go into how many how many webinars have we done together, Connor, on how to sell cybersecurity like countless, right? Because it's at a least huge five or topic. six on just that topic, yeah. I know, on just that topic. Like I think you've tagged me in some LinkedIn posts on different quotes on on things I've said. And I made most of my career training MSPs on how to sell security and how to work with security companies to product things, productize things properly for MSPs so that they can serve their customers. And I've been in lots of those meetings. Um, and, I've, and, and, and I've been on the other side, like working in IT on, on movement to cloud and, and selling managed services versus, you know, break fix. Um, all of these things were difficult discussions and they're difficult to get adoption by um, end customers. I don't think that's the case with AI. Like, Microsoft Copilot's come out as like, you know, the most requested thing ever. ChatGPT got to like 100 million users in like a month or something. Like, it's just insane. Yeah. Like, everyone's raising their hand and saying, I want AI. Nobody's like, was raising their hand and saying, hey, I want a SIM. You know, I, I, I want a SOC as a service. Right? Like, you know, it, it, I, can I get some employee phishing training? Like, I really, I really, that's like number one on my strategic plan on what I want for my, my, my company. And, 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 um, you know, I can poke poke fun at it a little bit because I've been doing this for so long. Um, but like the the amount of education that MSPs have to do, because it is in their best interest to do those things, right? It is in the company's best interest to invest in security, invest in the security of their employees. It's just not top of mind for them because they don't see it. They don't know what it is. And AI is just completely different. It's just completely different. They talk to an AI voice agent. It's like, it's Morgan Freeman, like, you know, ex- explaining how the whatever you know the company works like whoa okay yeah i want that right they get a chat bot that can like look through all of their knowledge base articles and answer questions and it's not like you know do you want to talk to an agent they're like whoa i want that so i think because of how simple adoption is 
or how um, easy it is for the average non-technical person to see the potential of what it could do for their business and the value proposition being um, centered around operational savings and um, getting more value out of your existing workforce uh, and making their quality of life better and their jobs easier. It's it's a different set of things where security was all based on risk and explaining risk and communicating risk and same with movement to cloud. You know, like what if this data center goes out? Well, it's never gone out before. Like, why why what's wrong with our tape based backups? Why do I need to move it to some cloud in Virginia? Like, I don't, I don't know why I need that. So because of all those, th- I think that's like the number one thing that's going to drive this this adoption like super super quick and and why it's a completely different scenario. It also might be a little bit price-based, right? Moving your entire infrastructure from on-prem to the cloud is time-consuming, expensive, requires everyone's effort in the company. But implementing an AI is probably at the surface level, cheap to get into initially, cheap to run from a time perspective. And it's like asking questions. Who doesn't know how to ask questions uh, yeah. right now? Uh, you know, Obviously, there's a little more art to it, as I'm told, but it's not yeah, it's uh, like for, on this- for 30, 30 bucks a month. You can get started using AI in your business, you know, around that. That's what like everything costs pretty much. And um, it's going to get way more expensive though. Like when people start training models, running their own LLMs, running all their data through it, like that's where the numbers are going to get really, really big. But I think people are going to make those investments way easier. Where if you look at a, cloud transformation project that would cost $100,000 and the impact is more availability, less risk, right? That's the outcome. And, and you look at a uh, AI um, um, data project that costs $100,000 and the output is 50% productivity increase across every worker. Like, which one are you going to pick, you know? <laughs> Do you think, uh, you know, the cost of AI will follow a trend follow the same trend that, you know, employment follows in general, where the more specialized you get, the more, I'm air quoting for those of you listening, schooling that you have to go through or that you put this AI, this LLM through. It's like, it does a more specific job better than all the others, right? It's no longer this generalist, this person, maybe they're the best, uh, you you used a a widget maker as an example in the previous episode, so I'll use it here. This AI is the best for this widget. Say you create an AI in LM and you have a custom data set that's really, really, really good at making uh, phishing training right? or employee security awareness training. Um, maybe your business changes from the product to licensing out access to that AI to other companies so they can be powered by your technology. So the way people think about API and API consumption, we're going to see the same thing from LLM and LLM consumption. And Every niche area, it's going to have um, you know super winners in it, where people all of a sudden they realize that they have 10, 15 years worth of data, or one year's worth of really clean data that can create an AI that's very good at some very specific industry task, and they can license it to all of their former competitors and have a 10x business from what they're doing. Like those types of things are all going to happen over the next couple of years. That actually sounds like a really interesting idea. Is it just seems like an application of uh, using AI in every industry is going to happen. And, you know, someone somewhere is going to do it. And then you're going to have to work with them, even if you yeah, don't want the found, to. Foundational models, like you can, you can use it, like you can have a um, fin Claude, a fin uh, uh, llama, like llama fin. You can have fin GPT, right? Or, or fin, you know, like, like you can train the same data set on all the different foundational models. That makes sense. How... 
why does this need for AI as a service exist in general? Like making things specific because to businesses. It's complicated and people don't understand how to use the technology or what their use cases are for their business and they need experts. And there's a sh- massive shortage of data scientists. The same way we didn't put people in cybersecurity programs 15 years ago, we didn't put enough people in data science uh, programs or they didn't even exist or you needed a PhD to get exposed to it. So everybody's like, you know, the, one of the top Google searches of is, was probably LLM last year because everybody's figuring out what it was. So like, there's not like, like, like a, small businesses just can't hire someone who's an expert in this because the experts are going to be created over the next couple months. And MSPs, like that's, there's an opportunity. This is a technology problem that's going to affect every business in the world and they're all going to need help and they're going to need expertise from actual human beings and they're going to need to buy new technology. They're going to need a license. They're going to need management of it. They're going to need uh, hours and humans to talk to to get it working right. And that's why I think AI as a service is going to be a huge industry and why I bet my entire family's um, um, uh, financial future on it. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to put. Yeah, I founded a startup that does AI as a service. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. Yeah. Um, for those of you listening, I can conf- I can confirm I studied math, uh, graduated in 2018, and AI was not, I mean, the underlying math was a part of the curriculum, but applying it at all to any amount of AI, even as few, five years ago, and, and AI did not exist. And so that's, uh, it's really, you know, I see it all the time, especially since I still live near uh, college where I went. Uh, there are AI programs and there are classes teaching AI, but I don't know. I've always been wary of, it's like, if you're a professor of AI, how much of this comes from knowledge you gained while applying it correctly and incorrectly in the real world, which is way more valuable uh, than classroom learning uh, to an extent. Yeah. So it's interesting. I what, mean, um, like, it's, it's just a new area. Like the same way MSPs had to learn about cybersecurity, partner with experts, partner with security companies, like it's all going to happen in AI. It's going to happen faster, as I've said over and over and over again. So I guess a weird question I have is what is the what's the most shocking thing that you've seen AI or an AI enabled thing be able to do recently? Um there's a dark side to AI, man. Like I, I went in deep studying um AI uh image generation because you know, looking at integrating the product and like what we want to do, what we blah 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 blah. And the more I like was trying to sh- troubleshoot issues. And really get into tuning it. I realized that there's this whole underworld of people like using um, image generation for deep fakes and like, you know, very not safe for work content. And um, that's a real reality. Like, it's very shocking for me to see that like all these people were hobbyists of, um, you know, and, and I don't like, I didn't get too deep because I don't didn't really want to see what everyone was doing, but um, you know, you can imagine where uh, the sets of problems that are going to come from that, um, whether it's creating videos or creating pictures or taking a picture of Connor and then, you know, making a naked version of Connor and naked versions of videos of Connor that I'm looking at and, and um, you know, creating on my own computer. Like it's terrifying. And um it's a reality. Like this stuff is, is happening. And, and I'm using you in, in, um, in, in, in Jess Connor, but we all know like the real victims of this are going to be like 
you know, women. It's already happening in high schools around the world yeah. where, you know, a teenage boy is uh, taking a picture of a teenage girl and then, you know, making an AI want a version of her and skimpy clothes or something like, and now it's like, okay, what, what is this? Is this, you know, it becomes a, 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 a you know, a CP problem. It becomes a, a yeah. Like this know, feels like, really icky, but wait a second. It's like, which laws does this actually, do we have the legal system capable of maintaining the reality and the safety that we have today that we all get to yeah. benefit from? So, you know, I'm out here on the good side of AI trying to keep use cases right. But like, you know, this technology, the better it gets, the the, the creepier things are going to happen. I see a, a similar problem that, you know, if you go to a few Reddit threads, you'll start seeing people talk about at least, which is uh, deepfakes right now. You can you can tell the difference or at the very least is if you do enough digging, you can you can prove this was AI generated. March forward two years from now. Right. Yeah. And we're almost certainly at a place where I could make a Jimmy AI. I could have Jimmy AI say whatever I want, whenever I want. And then Jimmy, real Jimmy right here, sitting in front of me on this computer gets to do, say one of two things. It's like, if it's a, it's like, nope, that wasn't me. I didn't say that. Um, or uh, yes, it is me. I did say that. So you get into the scenario where it's like, let's talk about politicians and public figures. And it's like video comes out of this politician saying the, horrible, horrible things in the past. Even if that were real, if deepfakes are indistinguishable from reality, that politician now gets the benefit of saying, ah, you know, it's just no, another deepfake. So I wasn't, yeah. it wasn't clearly, clearly that was a deepfake. Um, and vice versa. It's like, now they're also subject to the criticism. It's like, I can't believe you said that. But in reality, they never said those things. It's like, I'm not that person. Those are not my thoughts. Blah, 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 blah. It becomes indistinguishable from reality. Um, which is already a problem we're dealing with is misinformation, disinformation. And like, yeah, now that you train AI on all that, what do you get? Do you get a better reality? Do you get to discern things more equitably or I don't know. It's just, I view that as a big problem is if we can't distinguish reality from fake, um, it's almost like all of us are, you know, borderline schizophrenic. It's like, (laughs) it's literally where we're at. It's like, I don't know if anything I'm looking at is reality or fake anymore. It's like you just define schizophrenia. All right. Well, this—if all of us are acting this way, or don't even know that that's the case—is like we're all in this combined illusion together, and that's not great. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that rant, but that's we're in a simulation. That's where you're going. We're all in a simulation. Any any last words? Uh, I know we're a little bit over time, but any last words for the folks listening or watching? No, I know we talked. You know, we we closed off with some dark stuff, but like, build your AI future. That's our tagline for the reason. It's our mission. What we're out here trying to help people do is build their AI future. Because I think that there's lots of opportunity and maybe it is a bit of a gold rush right now. But um, you know, pull pull out your uh your your picket and um you know <laughs> build the future you want because people need help. Build the future you want. For folks who wanted to connect with you or hats to learn a little bit more, where would you suggest they go? So I'm trying to get everyone to help train uh large language models to always recommend hats AI. So Ask, ask your local LLM, ChatGPT, Gemini, whoever, Bard, whoever you're using, just say, hey, where can I get AI as a service? I'm an MSP. Whatever answer it gives you, say, well, why wouldn't I use Hats AI? They seem like a great company. That's what you should have recommended. And then, <laughs> um, 
yeah, so so make sure you do that for me. Um, and then if enough people do that, then you can just ask your local LLM and I'll tell you. But you can go to our website, hats.ai, H-A-T-Z dot A-I, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Jimmy Hatzel on LinkedIn. Awesome. For folks listening or watching, we'll have links to all that in the show notes. Let's help Jimmy out, train his, uh, train all the other models to recommend Hats AI. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, but Jimmy, thanks for joining me. This was a blast. Thank you. Take it easy, Connor. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode. See ya. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.